This morning continues our series on being more like Jesus. And I believe this is the seventh lesson in our series. We've uh, gone through many different things about Jesus' life. And today we're going to see how Jesus was rejected and what that means to us, how he handled it. As children, our, our biggest fear is being rejected by our parents or other adults in our lives, uh, teachers or so forth. And certainly I see that as a preschool teacher too. Whenever we deal with children, they always want your approval. Mr. Kyle, look what I did. And they want your attention. That's what they want. Uh, children are constantly seeking approval. And as we get older, we want the approval of, of friends and, and even later of bosses, spouses, uh, any other family members. Uh, we think of it in high school, you see a lot of, of teenagers that, that maybe go the wrong direction because they want the approval of their friends. But as we get older, we, we, we still want to be accepted. Uh, no one wants to be rejected by, by peers or otherwise. We want to be accepted. So how do we handle rejection? Because at some point in our lives, we're, we are going to be rejected. There is going to be someone that doesn't like us. It doesn't matter how nice you are. It doesn't matter how you act toward, toward everyone. There's going to be someone that doesn't like you. I'm reminded in high school that most all of you know, know me. I haven't changed a whole lot my whole life as far as, as my treatment of others. Uh, but I remember in high school I had a teacher that I don't know why, but she just did not like me. And uh, it, it came to the point where I, after the first semester they moved me out of that class to a different one. And I know my mom had gone to the school and, and talked to the principal about it. And, and she said, I've known him, you know, all his life. I've never known him to be a problem in class. And, and she just didn't like me. There's always going to be someone that doesn't like you. But how, how do you handle rejection is a good question. And we think of Jesus. We think of how he lived and, and how he treated others. We see him to be a very kind and compassionate person in his life. He, he loved all people. He was the son of God. But even so, Jesus was rejected. And in facing rejection as he did, Jesus teaches us how to deal with the same as a matter of fact, it is almost promised, it is promised, that as Christians that we will be rejected for our faith. There are going to be some who do not like what we believe and what we practice. The question is, how do we handle such rejection? As we look at Jesus' life, we, we see that he was rejected by many. We see that he was rejected even by his own, 
his own countrymen, first of all, the Jews. In Matthew 13, beginning with verses 53 through 58. Matthew 13, and beginning with verse 53. Now it came to pass when Jesus had finished these parables that he departed from there. When he had come to his own country, he taught them in their synagogue so that they were astonished and said, Where did this man get this wisdom and these mighty works? Is this not the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary, and his brothers James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas? And his sisters, are they not all with us? Where then did this man get all these things? So they were offended at him. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his own country and in his own house. Now he did not do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Jesus had done nothing wrong. He had committed no sin. He had not been unkind, but he came teaching something that they, they didn't they didn't understand. They, they didn't know where it was coming from. Luke records that, that the offense of the Jews was so great that they even tried to kill him. Look at Luke 4. Let's begin reading at verse 16. Luke 4 and verse 16. So he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up and as his custom was he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book he found the place where it was written The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Then he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down, and the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, Today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. So all bore witness to him, and he marveled at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, Is this not Joseph's son? He said to them, You will surely say this proverb to me. Physician, heal yourself. Whatever we have heard done in Capernaum, do also here in, in your country. Then he said, Assuredly, I say to you, no prophet is accepted in his own country. But I tell you truly, many widows were in Israel in the days of Elijah. When the heaven was shut up three years and six months, and there is a great famine throughout all the land, but to none of them was Elijah sent except to Zarephath in the region of Sidon, to a woman who was a widow. And many lepers were in Israel in the time of Elisha the prophet, and none of them was cleansed except Naaman the Syrian. 
of all those in the synagogue, when they heard these things, were filled with wrath, and rose up and thrust them out of the city, and they led him to the brow of the hill on which their country was built, that they might throw him down over the cliff. And passing through the midst of them, he went his way. It says that Jesus did not do many mighty works in their presence, not because he was unable, but because of their unbelief. He was rejected by his own people. We also read that that he was rejected by his disciples, by people who, who had followed him, at least to a certain point. And he taught them of himself. He taught himself as the bread of life. And in John chapter 6, beginning with verse 53, John 6 and verse 53, And Jesus said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is food indeed, and my, fl- my blood is drink indeed. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so he who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread which came down from heaven. Not as your fathers ate the manna and are dead, he who eats this bread will live forever. Verse 59. These things he said in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. Therefore, many of his disciples... When they heard this, said, This is a hard saying. Who can understand it? When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples complained about this, he said to them, Does this offend you? What then if you should see the Son of Man ascend where he was before? It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life, but there are some of you who do not believe, for Jesus knew from the beginning who they were who did not believe and who would betray him. And he said, Therefore I said to you that no one can come to me unless it has been granted to him by my Father. From that time many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. He was rejected because his disciples did not believe, they did not agree with his teaching. His apostles, however, continued with him. And as we find in John chapter 6, verses 68 and 69, Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Also we have come to believe and know that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. We see also that not only was Jesus rejected by his own countrymen, 
and even some of his own disciples. But he was rejected by his own family also. Look with me at John chapter 7, beginning with verse 1. After these things, Jesus walked in Galilee, for he did not walk in Judea, or did not want to walk in Judea, because the Jews sought to kill him. Now the Jews' feast of tabernacles was at hand. His brothers therefore said to him, Depart from here and go into Judea, that your disciples also may see the works that you are doing. For no one does anything in secret while he himself seeks to be known openly. If you do these things, show yourself to the world. For even his brothers did not believe in him. Then Jesus said to them, My time has not yet come, but your time is always ready. The world cannot hate you, but it hates me because I testify of it that its works are evil. You go up to this feast. I am not yet going up to this feast, for my time has not yet fully come. When he had said these things to them, he remained in Galilee. Jesus was rejected even by his closest of kin, his brothers. His brothers thought that if he were who he claimed to be, that he should make it known publicly. There would be a time when Jesus would be known publicly, but it wasn't yet. His time was not yet. So we see that, that Jesus, he knew rejection. He knew what it was. He faced it in, in different ways. Let's turn our attention to his teachings. Jesus' teachings on rejection. In preparing his apostles for ministry in Matthew 10, we read this in verses 16 through 23. Matthew 10, beginning with verse 16. Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. But beware of men, for they will deliver you up to councils and scourge you in their synagogues. You will be brought before governors and kings for my sake as a testimony to them and to the Gentiles. But when they deliver you up, do not worry about how or what you should speak. For it will be given to you in that hour what you should speak. For it is not you who speak, but the Spirit of your Father who speaks in you. Now, brother will deliver up brother to death. And a father his child. And children will rise up against parents and cause them to be put to death. 
and you will be hated by all for my name's sake. But he who endures to the end will be saved. When they persecute you in this city, flee to another. For assuredly I say to you, you will not have gone through the cities of Israel before the Son of Man comes. In verses 34 through 39 of Matthew 10, Jesus did not come to bring peace on earth. Do not think that I came to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's enemies will be those of his own household. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He who finds his life will lose it. And he who loses his life for my sake will find it. For many people, there were many people when Jesus was born that were looking for peace on earth. They were looking for a Messiah to bring peace. Jesus says here that as much as, as we hear of, of peace on earth and as much as we seek peace on earth, He declares that He Himself divides. He divides family members against family members. There are some who believe, some who will not, some that will be rejected for their faith. The message may not be popular, but it must be preached. Now back up to verses 11 through 14 of Matthew 10. Now whatever city or town you enter, inquire who in it is worthy, and stay there till you go out. And when you go into a household, greet it. If the household is worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it is not worthy, let your peace return to you. And whoever will not receive you, nor hear your words, when you depart from that house or city, shake off the dust from your feet. When not received as apostles, we're told to keep working, to keep moving, shaking the dust from your feet. It was as if saying, this house is not worthy. And they had already declared themselves not worthy by not receiving the message of the gospel. What happens when we ourselves are rejected for our faith? Take off the dust from your feet. Keep working. Keep moving. The gospel was to be taught to the Jews first. And it was. That was their primary mission that was given in Matthew 10. Was to go to the house of God. To go to the household of His people. To go to Israel. To show them the error of their way. To bring them back into subjection under God. But we also see that that message was later given to the Gentiles as well. 
according to Acts 10, as according to God's instructions. And today, we have a message to carry to the world. We have the message of the gospel that we preach. The message of God's word. What people need to do to be saved. Jesus was rejected by many for his teachings. Jesus' disciples were rejected by many for teaching Jesus to be the Christ. And even today, there are still many who reject Jesus. Either they reject Him outwardly, openly. Maybe they, they completely refuse Him. Maybe they reject Him by rejecting the Word of God. Maybe they, they choose not to follow the teachings of it. Maybe they, they, they choose to do their own thing with their, their faith, their belief. Many reject Him today. question is, will you be one of them? Will you also reject Jesus? Jesus offers a, a great invitation in Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. One who is willing to accept Jesus must also be obedient to the gospel. First of all, through faith, by believing that He is. We are reminded of, of where we're told that even His brothers did not believe in Him. Let us not be the same. I pray that we do believe in Jesus. I believe that you do, or you wouldn't be here today. You also must be willing to confess that faith before other believers, and even before the world. And we make a, a, a great confession in our obedience that we believe Jesus to be the Christ, the Son of the living God. It also requires repentance. We must repent of, of, of our past sins, of our past life. We must turn away from those things. Turning to a life of service to God. And we must be baptized for the remission of sin. Those things are important. It's how we obey the gospel. It not only proves our faith in Him, but it shows our faith in Him. It's exactly what we need to do 
in order to be saved. You cannot be saved outside of obedience, full obedience to the gospel. And we must continue to live a faithful life. If we fail to live faithfully, then, then what have we done? We've turned away from God. I don't know where you stand today in your relationship with Christ. I hope that, that we're all faithful Christians. But maybe it is that, that someone here is not as faithful as you need to be. Maybe you need some help in, in making your life right in His sight. Maybe you need to obey the gospel. But we offer the Lord's invitation. And if there are any here that are subject to that invitation, we give you the opportunity to respond. Together we stand. And that's the same.